Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, the founder and CEO of Rankings.io, Chris Dreyer. Thank you so much for joining us. Josh, thanks for having me. All right. So, Chris, uh, someone's listening to us. They can pull up Rankings.io. You provide SEO service for personal injury law firms. And listen, I could tell you, in terms of the, the big boys and girls around here in Central Florida, I think you're working with all of the biggest ones. Well, we're working with a couple of them. Yeah. So it's, it's very competitive in Orlando around you. It's, it's just the PI space in general is one of the most competitive industries there is. Yeah. Yeah. So how does one, uh, you know, kind of come up in the SEO world, uh, niche into this space and then win the trust of, you know, companies that, uh, you know, they do not leave their marketing to chance. Um, they're very, very diligent. Um, they are very heavily invested and want to work with the best. So how did that best become you? Yeah, it's it's a long background. I'll try to give the summarized version as best I can. I, I started doing affiliate marketing and primarily, you know, ranking sites and on a variety of niches. I had a site for staining concrete. I had a generator site. I had acai fruit, everything. And I did that for about six years. And then I get hit by that first penguin algorithm and it kind of nuked my affiliate income Mm. down to about zero because I wasn't looking at things from an evergreen perspective. I was doing things really quick and, you know, getting backlinks maybe that weren't as good, um, you know, uh, in Google's eyes. So I decided to to jump in and I got a job as a as an SEO specialist as an agent at an agency called Power Advocates and this was around I believe around 2011-12 and I rose to be their top person and I worked with a lot of law firms and I just decided hey you know I've got all this experience it's the classic Michael Gerber e-myth I was a technician and decided to start my own agency I went at the beginning, I offered, you know, air quotes, full service, anything digital. Yeah. But I really kept falling back in SEO because that was my core competency and what I did really well. And it's just one of those compounding effects. Since I was so laser focused on SEO, I started to develop a reputation. I started to get generate case studies and testimonials and word of mouth and referrals. And up for the first six years of my agency, we really didn't even do much marketing at all. And it was just all based upon a referral strategy. There's a book called The Ultimate Sales Machine by Mm. uh, Chet Holmes. (laughs) And Chet Holmes talks about your dream 100 clientele, right? Mm -hmm. And I applied that same philosophy to a referral strategy. So I wrote wrote down, "Here here are the agencies and businesses I wanted to be associated with because I was so niche and just did SEO. Hey, I wanted to associate with this PPC agency, this design agency this social agency, this video. And I set up a very good system for reciprocity and referrals, as you know, they bring that trust. So how did you acquire trust? Well, I was getting referrals based upon my reputation and 
that's what it was all about. And it was just that compounding effect of working in the industry for a while. Yeah. All right. So um, where do you, when, when do you say, you know what, um, personal injury, that's for me. Like, how does that world open up for you? Yeah. In 2018, I was listening to a podcast interview with Seth Godin, of course, and it was an interview. They were discussing purple cow and, and what makes a purple cow. And Seth Godin was talking about how it's, it's often misunderstood, but it's very simple. It's about being remarkable and, and finding the smallest market that you can and just really being unbelievable for that market. And I'd always knew that we worked really well with personal injury law firms. We had great systems, processes, and, and results. And I went to the PL and I actually segmented, you know, everyone has their services by class, you know, your SEO design, and all those segmented in QuickBooks. But I segmented by practice area and I saw that 70% of our revenue was coming from less than 40% of our clientele, personal mm-hmm. injury law firms. So not it's only- always a good discovery. Right, <laughs> right. So not only and was listen, it- Listen, a- if I could just pause for just a second, if I could give yeah. some homework to our listener right now, please do this exercise. Find out where your money's coming from. Be very honest. Let go of any sacred cows. Let go of your ego. And, and just look where the money is coming from. And, and pay very close attention to that. And you might want to make some decisions about where you're potentially wasting a lot of time and effort. Absolutely. It's that Pareto principle working in, in full capacity. So most of our revenue was coming from a smaller market in, in personal injury law firms. And we just decided to go all in. And that lended itself to a different opportunity. A lot of individuals are like, well, what are you going to do with this revenue, right? Well, that allowed me to set up relationships with agencies that could help the criminal defense law firms, the bankruptcy law firms, and those individuals that we were kind of straying our focus away from, and we could set up referral relationships in that manner. And that was, that was difficult to do to pass away a lot of revenue, but in the long, long run, it was absolutely the right move. We went from 70 plus clients down to like 20 but it helped us for, for operations, yep. for efficiencies, for profitability, yep. for marketing. All these other benefits came from it. Yeah, uh, we recently had to make that difficult decision historically. You know, we've, um, you know, we've done nothing but media consulting for our clients. And, you know, I think we were doing B-level work over there. I mean, good you know, not, not fantastic. Um, you know, but meanwhile, um, it was, it was a difficult thing for us because we really just kind of, you know, over the past couple of years, you know, started a new line of services. And I'm like, man, we are, we're doing really good work here. And part of what my temptation could be, yeah, but I'm the media guy. Right. And, and I don't want to let go of that, but yet, you know, the impact that we're having on this other side is just so much more impactful. So we did, we, we let go of our last, you know, five or so clients over on the media side and, um, you know, it was profitable, um, but it was also a distraction for us, Um, you know, and I love those relationships, but, um, you know, I'm grateful that we did that. It was one less thing that I needed to worry about, you know, because I, I think part of this, Chris, too, is just is mind share, right? And so if we or you, Chris, thinking about what you do, if you're serving 10 different sectors, um, you are one-tenth 
as focused on each of those sectors, whereas opposed to you could be the best in the world at one specific industry, one specific outcome. And as a result, well, I'll let you continue the story. <laughs> I'm making some assumptions in your story. I'll let you val- verify that or, or contradict that and then kind of take it from there. What happened? Well, well, your assumptions are dead on. It's, I don't know the exact quote, but it's like where focus, where you put focus and attention, it, it, you know, there's opportunities. Then you start to congregate with other personal injury attorneys. Then you start to see how to perform better for them and and what you can do to improve your operations. And not only that, from, from myself as a visionary, uh, you know, founder of the company, but when you only have one service and when you only serve one clientele, your entire team, all your employees are aligned and rowing in the same direction. They're not bringing ideas for pay-per-click or design or these other services to the table. They're reading SEO news articles. They're just being fully immersed. So it has this rising tides effect from just a visionary and innovation standpoint as well across the whole company. Yeah. Um, So for someone who wants, let's say they're in a separate industry or something like that, or a separate service provider, and they want to work with personal injury attorneys, what should they know about that clientele? Any, any, if we were to stereotype what it's like to work with personal injury attorneys, what would you say? I would say, you need to do a lot of homework. You need to do a lot of strategy on the front end because of how competitive it is. It's not a situation where you can just do a quick audit with a sim rush or a refs and jump right in and start building backlinks and content. Like you really need to nail down the strategy because every market's different. And in the legal space, there are some heavy media and TV advertisers that have these gigantic brands. And you just need to understand what you're up against because there's intangibles that will make it more competitive to rank in certain markets than others. And it starts with just, we call it an SEO discovery and we're mirroring our clients, right? Before they go to trial, they do a discovery. You wouldn't go to trial without getting all that information. And my biggest piece of advice would be to just look at every single area of SEO in in a very very detailed manner, your content strategy, you know, what assets they have as leverage, how's their website look, What's their brand look like? How many reviews do they have? What's the type of personal injury law firm? Are they a settlement law firm? Are they a trial law firm? Because if they're a trial law firm, maybe they're not, they're not settling. You know, Maybe they're, they don't have a, a, as many review opportunities because they're not taking as many cases versus that settlement law firm. And that puts you in a disadvantage in a local mm-hmm. SEO perspective. So there are all these things that you need to look at when crafting your strategy on the front end. Anyone that thinks they can do it in you know, a few days or a week, it's, it's really going to hinder you, especially when everyone knows that SEO takes a lot of time. It's going to take five, six months, no matter who you are doing the SEO. So just do the, take the time to do the strategy on the front end. Yeah. And so ultimately what, what is the strategy? So if, uh, you know, a Dan Newland or, you know, whomever it may be, um, you know, when, when they come to you and they're like, listen, we, I would imagine their goal is we we just want more people on our site and we want them engaging with us and we want them picking up the phone or submitting their information or engaging with us, chatting with us or something like that. And, I mean, that's kind of probably, and then and they want that ultimately to convert. I mean, that's kind of the bottom of the funnel. So how do we, how do we leverage SEO in order to accomplish that? 
So let's take Dan Newland as an example. He has heavy billboards, TV, traditional advertising, mm-hmm. and he's getting, you know, 2000 plus cases a month. He's getting a ton of cases. So when he looks at something like SEO, he's thinking about risk mitigation, right? Because he's already generating a ton of cases. And I can tell you, he's ranking really well in the map pack because he's got like 2000, 3000 reviews. But from an organic strategy, wow. there are things that he needs to do. He needs to you know, set up different silos for his location pages. He needs to generate more content. He needs to have an active backlink strategy. That's if this channel is something that he wants to put focus and attention to. And he would be an example where for a, an all-out SEO strategy, it may not be the best opportunity for him because he already has a large share of the market in Orlando. But other individuals that are competing against the heavy TV and radio giants, SEO could definitely be a strategy. You can get a lower cost per acquisition. You can really niche into different areas. Like you don't have to go all in for car. You could go right to Lyft or um, Uber and or truck accidents or motorcycle accidents. But in general, they're to circle back around your question, in general, the most frequent errors or issues that I see are the content strategy. Typically, the law firm doesn't have enough content or the content's not good enough or different enough. It needs to be unique. By the nature of being unique, it automatically stands out. Mm. And then their link building strategy. Typically, there's no thought at all there. It has to be intentional has to be active there because, you know, if you've got 10 backlinks and the top ranking sites all have 2000, you know, you've got a disparity there. You need to close that gap and create, do some digital PR and look for local opportunities, local sponsorships. Yeah. Is it always uh, just uh, content around their areas of expertise? Um, so slip and fall, slip, trip and fall, you know, that, that sort of content, or does it get a little bit, I would imagine it gets kind of specific, right. About different, different types of, you know, very specific injuries, for example, like, uh, you know, maybe you slip on ice or something like that, or, um, you know, slip on ice employer, like it gets, I I would imagine that's kind of where we want to mine down into is just those kind of specific use cases. But I'm, again, I'm just guessing. <laughs> this is this yeah. is your world. Well, obviously, those really narrow articles, they have a lot less competition. The slip right. on ice, you know, there's not as much content. So you have the opportunity to rank. But the content strategy, it, it comes in full circle in, in the, the full funnel, the you know top, middle, and the bottom, the no like, trust. The bottom of the funnel pages for a law firm are those practice area pages, the slip and fall lawyer. That's the sales page for a law firm. But you also need to have those awareness posts that are really broad, maybe appeal to a much larger audience just to get them to your site. And then middle of the funnel articles that just answer questions to educate the consumer if they even know they have a case. You know, do I need a slip and fall attorney? You know, what are the steps I need to take before I hire a personal injury attorney? Those middle of the funnel type of questions. So it's it's a comprehensive strategy. Those really broad topics at the top of the funnel, they may not necessarily convert into a client as frequently, but those those types of articles really help from a link building perspective. When you're trying to acquire backlinks and all you're talking about is legalese type of material, it's really hard to attract natural backlinks. So you need to really broaden um, what you're writing about. If I was going to try to contribute to an article on a health site 
and my law firm's blog didn't have anything health related, I'm not going to get a backlink. Same for tech, same for many different areas. Yeah. So when somebody wants to work with you right now, like how do they typically get connected with you? How do you connect with them? What do you do for your own marketing today? Yeah. So, so two questions. The first one, how to get connected to us, it would just be to go to rankings.io and, and hit the contact button. And, you know, we'll jump on an exploratory call, do a, a nice discovery and then see if we're the right fit in terms of what we do for our own marketing for our agency. We're spending just from let's a dollar perspective, we're spending a minimum 15% of the gross on marketing and we're spending anywhere from five to 10% on sales. So we're spending 25% on sales and marketing. And Mm. it's inevitable. If you want to build a brand, you got to advertise. If you want to grow, you can't depend, you know, that feast feast or famine situation on referrals. You got to get to develop your own leads. So we're doing a lot of Facebook ads, a lot of uh, social media and organic strategy. We're, we're doing uh, many different channels. I have our own podcast, uh, but it's, it's a multi-channel approach, an omni-channel approach for our marketing. Yeah. Um, so in terms of like your operations, what does your team look like? Do you, uh, I'll just ask you this question here. Uh, are you just the front man and you outsource everything uh, overseas to, uh, uh, to low paid labor? So we we do work with a lot of strategic partners, but let let's key in on that because that's kind of a. a <laughs> I'm, I'm sharing me. that because I think that there's, uh, I, you know, I get hit up by SEO folks frequently, and mm-hmm. uh, usually it's there's no time for a relationship. They just go immediately transactional, and and there is a feel that hey, we're just going to crank out a bunch of crap, you know, yeah. and uh, got really cheap labor, and we're just going to just spam, we're just going to spam the internet with, with junk linking back to you. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. And I would say, I'm going to, I'm going to take this with two different approaches. The first approach in the agency and professional services space, especially for SEO, there are three types of person leverage, people leverage. The first one would be full-time employees. They have, you have the most control and they're the highest maintenance, right? You can get them to do whatever you want, but you got to keep them happy. You got to train them. You got to make sure their utilization rates are there. All of those types of things, right? At some point, you get so big, you got to hire an HR person to keep the individuals happy. Then at the in the second level, the medium uh, is like freelancers, right? It's medium control, um, medium maintenance. And the reason is medium control because someone else may hire them, right? You may not have access to their time. And then uh, medium maintenance, you're hiring freelancers who already know how to do the work. Then at the bottom, the taboo area, outsourcing, Mm -hmm. is the lowest control because they already have their systems and processes for whoever you're hiring, uh, but they're the lowest maintenance because they already have systems and processes. And the interesting thing is, and I'll say this, is every individual outsources, right? You and I know how to make a, but that doesn't mean we don't go to restaurants. And when you go to a restaurant, you're outsourcing, creating food. And just because you have a bad meal doesn't mean you quit going to restaurants. Maybe you order a different dish or maybe you go to a different restaurant. So that's how I look at things from a leverage perspective. That's kind of a little tad tangent. But in terms of quality, everything in quality comes down to good, fast, or cheap, the iron triangle. It's you can have two of the three of the iron triangle. You can have good, fast, and cheap, good and fast but it's expensive. 
Mm-hmm. You can have cheap and fast. It's not good. You can have good and um, cheap, but it's going to take forever to acquire that. Mm-hmm. So you can look at that from a number of ways. It could be the employee that you hire. You can look at it from the freelancers you hire or the outsourcing partner or the agency. And every and sometimes a lower budget individual has to go with those foundational, maybe cheaper options. Uh, but it, it's just, what do you need, right? What's your budget? What stage of, of your business are you at? And and that's kind of how I look at things from a business perspective. And I know that was maybe not what you're looking for, but a little tangent, but mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how our team's composed. A lot of PMs and strategists, um, some of the some of the repetitive work content and a little bit of link building. We we use strategic partners, but um, a lot of the on page, a lot of the strategy, stuff like that, we uh, do in-house. Yeah. Uh, Chris, you know, final question um, in terms of like, what's, sorry, this is a short answer to this, I suppose. What's working in SEO and where do you, if, if you were, you know, a, 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 you know, kind of someone just who's fallen in love with SEO and they want to know where that world is going. We, we were kind of paying attention to what Google's signaling and that sort of thing. Where should we be focusing our attention over the next year or two? Great content. It's it's kind of a boring answer, but great content. It has to be exceptional and it needs to be original content, original thought leadership, original data is how you're going to break through the noise. It, that data that's original will help you from uh, an outreach perspective when you're doing digital PR to, to acquire backlinks back to your content. But it's if you focus on extremely high quality content that answers consumer intent, that is the best content out there that really takes care of a lot of the SEO work. Yeah. All right. So Chris, uh, your website rankings.io. We already talked about if someone wants to engage with you on the website right there, um, you have a a pink button that says, let's talk. uh, And then I like that. That's kind of cool. This is, this is pretty smart. I like when you click the let's talk button, it doesn't just pop up your email address. There's more than just a pop-up form. You actually communicate with people about, and I like that. If nothing else for the marketers who are listening, go see what happens when you click on um, Chris's let's talk button. So you can see, you know, where you're, you're, you're basically, um, you're qualifying someone who wants to reach out to you. And that's really smart um, because I know that if I am a fit for you and you're communicating, hey, listen, this is who I work with. And you're okay with someone who doesn't have a uh, $10,000 a month budget. Like That's just who it is, right? And And mm-hmm. man, that's I wish I had more time. We could talk about this principle, but um, but we kind of addressed this already. In the you know, be the best in the world at that one very very specific thing, um, and and you're you're further doing that, which I I really love. Sorry, I see things. I'm like, oh yeah, that's smart. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely. I love it. Thank you. So again, rankings.io. Chris Dreyer, you're the founder and CEO. This has been a lot of fun. Anything else that we missed, or some something that someone should do or engage with you? What would you recommend? Yeah, I would just say, you know, if you're looking at our social media networks, me, I'm not really active on many except for LinkedIn. So if you want to connect with me, that's the best social media network. 
Yeah, for sure. All right, Chris Dreyer, founder CEO of Rankings.io. Thanks for joining us. Thanks a lot, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm -hmm.